What's your favorite desi sweet? Um, um uh, Kheer. Chum chum. Uh, the kulfi. Gulab jamun. I'm I'm actually upset because I wanted kofi. Yo, I'm glad I got it. I was so scared. I was like, wait. Oh yeah, kofi. Kofi is like ice cream, by the way. They see ice cream. Yeah, we have to we have to describe what these things even are because people don't know. So kofi is like they see ice cream. Facts. You said what, Amber? I said kheer because it's like the only like not crazy sweet weird it's rice pudding. It's rice pudding. Listen, I, I said chum uh, chum, which is like a sweet. like an oily sweet yeah. dough ball, and you said gulab jamun, which is the same thing. It's, it's, but it's kind of like a brown ball pause. Which so both of you guys said gulab <laughs> oh jamun. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can we get like leave a disclaimer, like what these pause things are? Oh yeah, because okay. he's gonna say if, them a if lot. If you haven't noticed, um, yeah. we have a special guest co-host in the building. That's true. Uh, his name is Ayan Zubair. Shout out. That's true. That's true. He's Dance. a good friend of ours um, from New York. And don't forget it. I'm from New York. <laughs> please, please don't forget it. Don't forget it. Um, and you were here for what? I'm You're in Baltimore for what? Uh, Ikhna Convention, which is a convention of, I guess, Muslim people all across this great land. Oh, are they, we're just like chilling, right? Or like, what's that, Ikhna? Uh, so it's a lot of like... Um, like lectures and stuff by different Muslim scholars. Um, it's like the Comic Con for Muslims. Yeah. yeah, everyone dresses up as their favorite he- Muslim heroes. And yeah. Fun time. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, everyone does like dress up. They like, dress up, yeah. yeah, but like not as their Muslim superhero. Just like as just like Muslim. As yo, in, uh, Muslam superhero Itahaj Muhammad was there. Yes. Oh yeah. Wait, did anybody see her? I did. Yeah. You, really? Yeah. You guys we had an awkward encounter. She's with on her. the vlog. No way. Yeah, she's on the vlog. Are you serious? Yeah. That's Wait, crazy. so Saad and I went. And what did like, she do? We're like, hey, hey, yeah. Oh, by the way, she's like a Olympic uh, fencer, right. medalist. What are, you, what are you doing every time, over there? Every time I say serious, my Siri goes off. Oh. Pause. Pause. And so pause, she starts pause, playing. Pause, 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 pause. What's wrong with you? Mr. Okay, wait, so what happened with so, Ibtahaj Muhammad? Um, so she's, she's the Olympian fencer, yeah, fencer. first hijabi mm-hmm. Olympian, whatever, right? And so Saad and I, Saad really wanted to go. And I was like, yeah, I'm down to go and meet her because everyone else already met her. So we go and she's like selling clothes at her booth. Mm-hmm. And Saad and I were like, we were really nervous. Saad was like, oh, this is my first celebrity that I ever met, which is false because he met Hasan Minhaj. But oh, um, yeah. twice. Twice, but um, wow. yeah, once before the fame. You once salty? before the fame. <laughs> I, you know, you jealous, bro? Solid. I'm very salty of you, bro. <laughs> you know right now. So we were really nervous to meet her, and Solid was like, Solid wanted to really put her on the vlog, and he was like, "Hi, um, we're big fans. Like you're an icon." Like Saad was really like you know stuttering a lot uh-huh. and stuff, and he was just like very not confident, and he was just like, uh, and he was like, "Can I vlog this?" And she's like, "Vlog what?" And he was like, uh, this, like the booth and everything. And she's like, sure. And then he's like, oh, she's like serious. Yeah. She was really serious. She was like kind of annoyed and wow. or something. I don't know. Maybe it was the way we were approaching her or something. And mm-hmm. Saad holds up and he's like laughing. He's like, yeah, so we're here with Ittahaj Muhammad. And she's like doing a transaction for one of her clothes. She wasn't even like paying attention to the uh-huh. vlog or anything. And he was like, yeah, we got Ittahaj Muhammad, the Olympic medalist. She's a icon. I don't think she's even, she wasn't even paying attention. And mm-hmm. like, we just walk away. That is so bad. Thank you. You yeah. guys like ruined it. Yeah, we did. Ah, oh, man. No, I mean. Did like, you meet her? No. I walked man. away for like those five minutes. Dang, son. 
It's a good thing mm. you did. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Did you meet her, Ion? No. You know who was there, though? Ali Baluch. He was at Ikhna. No! No yeah. way! So I didn't You're see lying. him. I, I didn't run into him, but my friend hit me up and was like, yo, Ali Baluch is here. No um, way. Which because he actually emailed me right before because I had a question. Who, who uh, runs the, what's the name of the his apartment? The apartment. The apartment. He does yeah. the apartment. Yeah, yeah. And he's been on MTV, like, yeah. Big for a while yeah, before that. Oh, that's... Yeah. Did, you, did you see him? I, I didn't, I didn't get to see him, no. Was he, was he at a booth or something? I don't know. My friend just ran, like, ran into him. Like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was at the kids section for like two hours. <laughs> two hours, and I was playing my uh, Nintendo Switch the whole time. <laughs> it really helped pass the time. Why didn't you go to the lectures, bro? Uh, you know, <laughs> they were really crowded, so I didn't want to be in the back. You I'm know, so I glad missed you the asked whole this. thing, and that's how my ikno went. Mashallah, brother. I'm I gonna was, go back tomorrow and actually. I was gain expecting it to be it. more hype. Because you, you didn't, didn't you didn't, effort, yeah, you bro. didn't, like, imagine if we went to Playlist Live, and then we never went to... The panels. Ne- never went to any of the things, and those were all of what we gained from all of Playlist Live anyway. I'm just saying, I went to the Baltimore Convention Center during Comic-Con, and I went during ICNA, and I had a better time at Comic-Con. That's all I'm saying. Yes, but well, you probably attended at Comic-Con. You didn't attend at ICNA. In Comic Con, everyone's you were wearing just, like I attend, costumes. You were, I didn't you were attend. in the area. There was for nothing. Ikna. There was no attending. Okay, there was a costume contest. That's the only one that I attended. Uh-huh. Did you win? I wasn't in it. Why not? So why'd you attend? Yeah. Fraud. I was watching. Pause. Okay, well you didn't. You didn't even <laughs> attend anything yeah, dude. here. You lost, bro. So I don't you think lost. your opinion your about Ikna sucks, even matters. Bro. Yeah. So your opinion doesn't matter. So, anyways, we so after Ikna, we had this show at Towson. Uh, where we all performed. We um, had one mic we had to mic. share between the three of us. We just passed it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was cool fun, though. you know? It like was it's fun, yeah. A small crowd, small but, crowd. But, but nice, cute ca- crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we're, gonna, we're, we're doing Chicago. Maybe by the time you guys hear this, we'll have that. Because um, that is going to be April 3rd um, at Urbana-Champagne. April 13th, guys, we're coming to University of Maryland College Park. So come out to that. And April 19th, we are going to be at UMBC performing um, in Baltimore. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, Jan, let's talk about you a little bit. Sure. Like you're here. Um, so uh, something that you recently had was, obviously, we know you from um, interviewing us for something that you had called On the Rise, which mm. we'll talk about later. Sure. Um, and you have this podcast that you do called What Muslims Look Like. Right. Um, recently, you just interviewed... Uh, a Bengali rapper who is up and coming named Nikan. Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like for you? All right, first thing, I'm actually wearing his merch right now. If you guys can see this, Shout like, um, out. there's a restaurant in Queens called Fatima's Chinese. And he actually did a collab with them. I'm wearing the shirt right now. It's pretty. It's pretty fresh. Check it out. Um, it, guess, is it like uh, halal Chinese? Yeah, halal Chinese. Halal Chinese. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Fatima's Chinese. Yeah. Okay. I'm super. I've been going there since I was like five or six or whatever. We get it, dude. You're from yeah. New York. I'm from New York. We're dead ass. <laughs> can, can I like? Can I say dead ass on the thing or? <laughs> I mean, it's a yeah. New York lingo. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So my my cousin Shifa and I we started the podcast of what Muslims look like because, yeah. you know, I mean by and large the, the society or media at large portrays Muslims as you know these like boogeymen. Or, you know, if we're on the news, it's for bad things, right? It's never for anything good, right? And people assume Muslims look like this one stereotypical, like, big guy with a beard, beard. yelling Allahu Akbar, right? Um, but really, what Muslims look like is, like, Muslims don't look like one thing. That's the whole point of the title, right? And I wanted to highlight, we wanted to highlight different people of different backgrounds and different, you know, ways of life 
So the thing with Anik actually, um, it's, are, are non-Muslims listening to this podcast? Yeah, actually, okay, that's good. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it's not like it's not like I have like you know ten million subscribers. But, you know, it's, it's pretty right. small right now. But my non-Muslim friends get a lot out of it. I think even maybe more than the Muslim friends, okay. because you know, a lot of my even people who know me, they don't really know too many Muslim people. Right, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know, you know, there was Muslim rappers. I didn't know there was Muslim, you know, content creators like you guys. I had you guys on as well, right?" And so on and so forth. Um, Amina Suleiman, she's my second guest. She works for the NFL and she's a hijabi, right? So like these people who like, you know, you wouldn't like expect, you know, what I mean, the Muslims to look like this. So I think actually it's the most beneficial for them. Okay. Um, so, so then having a Nikon, yeah. what was what did that mean to you? It was. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was fangirling a little bit. Like, I, I, I was a little bit nervous. I was actually really nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, you were dropping the pen. And yeah. Dropping, yeah. I actually, I actually dropped an f bomb back, and it was, it was, it was terrible. I was like, and my brother's in the crowd, and I'm like, okay, this is, a, this is a dub. It was um, cool though because yeah. it was like genuine. Yeah. Genuine, yeah. And Anik was really cool about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, he, 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 like, he understood the fact that you know I really look up to him, right? Yeah, and yeah. and what I told him then, what I say right now is the fact that like when we were growing up, right, like you know five, six, seven, eight years ago we didn't have anyone in media, in hip-hop, in politics to look up to, mm. right? And nowadays, it's so cool seeing, like, like you guys rap, right? And listening to Anik, right? Mm. Or, like, you listen, you, well, you, if you like politics, you watch Hassan Minhaj's stuff on, on, you know, Daily Show, right? Or if you watch movies, Riz Ahmed's on the movies, mm-hmm. right? And the point I made there is we, we need to do more to get women of color involved, right? That's, that's like, Mindy Kaling is probably the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Right. But it's that's why I feel an affinity towards them that, you know, I mean, like they're doing something that's so cool. So that's why I think it's really important for me to have that opportunity. And I, you know, I really thank Anik for that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, And what do you see like forward going with with this podcast? Like, what do you hope to get um, or what do you hope that people get out of this? Um, So I think there's two things. Right. So for the Muslim community, I really wanted it to be somewhere, some like a platform where you can find like really cool things about people you may not have known otherwise. And find a pride in that, right? Because, like, like Anik said, right? Guyanese people love being Guyanese, right? And Dominican people love being Dominican, right? And he's like, I didn't love being Bengali until I went to Bangladesh and saw the beauty, beauty of the culture, mm. right? So, in the, in the kind of like a parallel, right? A lot of Muslim people, like where I grew up, was a predominantly white working class neighborhood until recently, right? And I felt ashamed to be Muslim, right? And like, it's unfortunate, right? But like, I because I was bullied for it, but nowadays, like, I walk more confidently knowing that these people are out there. Right, and I want this podcast to be somewhere you can amplify these voices, so that that kid in Kentucky or whatever case may be can be like, listen, I'm Muslim, I'm proud of it, right? Because so and so is Muslim, and so and so is Muslim, and so and so is Muslim. Right? How long do you think that's going to be a thing, though? Like, the, so you mean like the, the, the normalization of Muslims in yeah, society? Exactly. I mean, brown people in general, not just Muslims, but yeah. and Superwoman is like the face yeah. of YouTube right now, right? right? She's yeah. hung up in Times Square all over the place. Um, how long do you think that that's realistically? gonna be a thing so i mean i'll give my thoughts but i'd be interested to hear your opinions as well yeah, but yeah. um i'm you know a lot of people are very like pessimistic about you know the current day and age of trump being president or whatever but in all honesty i'm really optimistic about our place in america in the next 20 30 years right because our parents came in the 70s 80s 90s right and immigrant parents their job is to make sure food's on the table mm-hmm. right and i always say you know their job is to make sure that we survive and it's our job to make sure that we thrive Right, mm. and by the time that, like that by the time that our kids are gonna grow up, right, they'll have all the experiences that we had, right, and we'll we'll, we'll we will absorb the best of the Pakistani culture, and the best of the American culture, right. Hopefully, 
right? And our kids will be able to have those opportunities and have access to those platforms and resources so that, you know, when they're growing up, right, they know what the SAT is growing up, right? Like day one, right? They know, you know, it's not just becoming a doctor, lawyer, engineer. You can become content creators. Or you can become this, you can become this. And I think, so by the year, what, was it 2018 right now? Mm-hmm. I would say by like 2040, I think we'll make serious inroads and, you know. That's pretty late. 2040? Yeah. Next generation you're talking about? I'm a long-term person. But what what do you guys think? I'm I'm saying way longer. One, two years. One, two years? I I think slightly longer than that, but... Somewhere in the middle between the two. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, with technology, things are much faster. There's a bunch of different cultures that have been trying to, like, you know, put themselves also on the map as well. But I feel like, you know, uh, we're really growing in such a technological advanced era that, like... Yeah, I mean, it might we be two having, years. We were having that, uh, before we started the podcast, we were talking about the whole, um, it was actually you that asked a question on our last Strange Exchange about Kim Kardashian right. and cultural appropriation, right? right? So when we were little, we would look for any sign mm. of anybody doing <laughs> anything for our culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I think had this, had Kim Kardashian wearing a lenga happen when we were little, it would have been iconic. Right. But right. at this day and age, we have so much representation, I think, a lot more than what we, like, just so much more than we had, because we had none then. Mm. Now we have, like, choices. Right. And now it's like, you can actually say that, oh, this person, for example, uh, Nav, right, the mm. Na- uh, rapper from Toronto, people say is falsely representing our culture, even though he has no obligation to, and, like, um, he doesn't even make ties to it, but... People are saying like, okay, this person represents our culture. This person does not. This person is um, ruining our culture. This and but that. See, that's I why don't think these are conversations that we would have had years ago. I think we would have looked for any sign of anybody doing anything Pakistani, Indian, Muslim related, whatever. Yeah, but the thing is, and that's why I don't. I don't think it's been a one or two year process to get normalized, right? Because what does normalization mean? Right? It means that my race, my religion, doesn't matter at all at what I do, right? When a white person makes music, they don't like have to talk about their white identity. You see what I'm saying? Because they're normalized right. in society, okay. right? But people are like, oh, Nav, he's, he's, he's this, he's this. Listen, <laughs> this guy is making music. No, <laughs> Nav. Yeah, Nav, Nav is making music. What, what's so funny? Nav. His name's like Nav, Nav or Jot or something. Nav Jot or something like that, right? <laughs> Maybe like, that's the way to pronounce it, but right. uh, like his rapper. Whatever, whatever I'm, I'm calling Nav, you know Nav. what I mean? <laughs> well, even that though, right? You can be like, oh, like you're whitewashing. People can say this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But sure. at the end of the day, like this is how he lives his life, yeah. right? And like, who am I to say that the way he lives his life is wrong or right, yeah. right? And yeah. like, I think the, the argument for Kardashian, the Kim Kardashian thing is most, I mean, I'll ask you about it because you're, you're a girl, right? Right. Like when we were like, I think. I think. Okay, I'm not even gonna say it. Um, he, knew what, he knew what I was gonna say, but. Pause. Um, so like in 2004, 2005, right? Um, the Punjabi MC, Jay-Z thing dropped, you know what I mean? Like the, you know, that thing, right? And that was like, the it still is the anthem, you know what I mean? Like you play it and like, Everybody's out on the yeah. dance floor yeah. immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and you make a good point, right? Now, like nowadays, we have so much representation, but I still think that, like, as long as it's not being disrespectful, right? So, like, for example, if you're putting a hijab on, but like wearing it in a way that's disrespectful to the society, or like burning Qurans or whatever, right? Like, that's like, wrong. That's right. wait, right. wait. Wearing a hijab and doing what though? I mean, like. Like, cause that's two different things. Oh, so it's like wearing a hijab, like the Mia right? Khalifa thing. Yeah, that's what okay. I was referring to. I, I didn't. Like, right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you're a child watching this, don't search that up. Um, <laughs> Basically, wearing a hijab but trying to do things that would be the opposite right. of what somebody would typically be doing 
uh, openly with the hijab on. Yeah. Continue. Right. And so, but the fact that like Kim's wearing it is like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like if my white friends show up to my wedding and they want to rock the Sherwani, like the dress that we wear, like that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, what do you, what do you think? Right. Because I know a lot of brown girls feel like even brown culture suppresses them because, mm-hmm. you know, girls have to be like this, like, see this, you know, this straight, straightforward kind of person. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think about that? Well, okay. So kind of so what you were saying was that we have so much representation i think it's also a mixture of like everybody just being butthurt now Mm -hmm. like trying to find a reason to be upset about things like like we're so defensive about our culture almost that we're like oh wait why are you doing this why are you doing this this is ours this is ours and i don't think it's because of an overrepresentation, I think we're just so defensive because of everything. I think that's, that's everybody, though. I think I don't think that's just us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you look at African Americans, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that where it's just like there's a lot of people in that culture that feel like, hey, we don't need to bash each other and hold each other back. Uh, but at the same time, they're looking for more representation when compared to other minorities, it's just like they wish they had that much. Well, anyway. What I think is actually is a really, like, actually like a really important point though is that. Nowadays, social media gives everyone a voice, right? So 2004, 2005, when Punjabi MC drops, right? With the Jay-Z thing, yeah. right? Even if I felt butthurt about it, I couldn't tell anyone, right? Because, like, I didn't have a platform, hmm. right? Nowadays, literally every single person can that's offer their opinion, right? Which is, I mean, that's the democratization of, of life, right? Which is awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same token, you guys are talking about technology and normalizing society. It also normalizes the hatred as well, right? So fake mm-hmm. news spreads very fast right now. Why? Because Facebook worked with Cambridge Analytica and these kind of things, right? So technology is a double-edged sword and everyone having a voice is also a double-edged sword. Right? Yeah, democracy, democracy in general, right? Like you can have, you can like great people or you can like not so great people. And at the end of the day, it's the people's choice. So we're talking yeah. about representation of brown people, but then right. we're also talking about whether you consider that as representation or not. Mm-hmm. So if there's, if there's a brown person in the media, right? right that's what I'm saying. Like in one or two years, I think there's just gonna be a lot more. But also, also the question is like, but wh- whose opinion should be seen as like correct, valid. right? Because at the end of the day, right, I could feel like, you know, I if I want to go into comedy, I can make it, right? Because there's, you know, there's Virdas, there's Hasan Minhaj, just, you know, so many people going to comedy who are brown, right? Russell Peters is one of Russell, the greatest comedians right. in the right. game. You know, yeah. one of the most successful, especially on a global level. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Aziz, right? Like so on and so forth, right? You're right. Um, so it's, it's all, it's all and, and that's the whole thing, right? The idea that, like, I, my, me, Ayan Zubair, owns a culture. Facts. It's, it's such a mm-hmm. like, perverse way of thinking, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, I can be like, hey, I'm not cool with it, but why should you live based on my standards? Right. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Right? And the same way, like, it's like Islam, right? People are like, oh, you're not a Muslim because of this. Well, who said this? Like, who, who made you the arbiter of, you know, who's Muslim, <laughs> who's not Muslim? Like, who wears a hijab, doesn't wear a hijab, or who has a beard? Who, who made you the... You know what I'm saying? Which is also why, like, some of these conferences are a little bit, I'm a little bit hesitant, right? Because it's like, oh, no, the true Muslims are like this. A true Muslim looks like this. And that's, that's the whole point of what Muslims look like is, nah, a Muslim yeah. looks like many things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's not, it's God's job to judge, not our job to judge. Yeah. Because right? see, like, when I say, like, one or two years, my standards are different than, my standard, yeah. than yours yeah. and hers and his and, and, and anybody else's. Because if you look at, uh, you know, We've asked a question like this on our on our series Brown Code, mm-hmm. you know, um, about Zayn Malik. That. That, that about Zayn, thank, yeah. thank you. About Zayn Malik, right? Mm. And there was people on the on the show yeah, that like it, yeah. we didn't tell them to say anything, but like they were like, you know what? No, Zayn does not represent mm-hmm. our culture. And and f- 
for them to think that they feel like, you know what, there's still not anybody that we have representing me um, in the music industry because Zayn doesn't do the part fully, mm-hmm. right? Even though on a, but, a realistic level, he like, he can. He, he doesn't do it for you. And that's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's the main yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Cause, so that's why the arts, right? Which we're talking about the arts, right? Mm. The arts is subjective or are subjective, yeah. right? And like, techno- like technology is objective, right? So a Ferrari is objectively faster than a Toyota Camry, right? But who's to say that Nav's music is less representative of his identity than sweatshop boys of their identity? Yeah. Who's to say this? You know what I mean? And they both think they represent themselves and they're yeah. both be correct. Yeah. You know, as long as they're doing it in a genuine manner. So to you know, play devil's advocate, would I be able to say like one represents our culture more than the other? For you. For me. For you. So you, you can relate more to something. Right. Right? Like, Swatch Up Boys, I hear it. And like, at the end of um, Phone Tap, he's, um, Riz is talking to his parents on the phone. And his, his mom's like, golly, golly, chore, like, stop cursing. This kind of, you know, like, and I relate to that. It's like, yeah. my mom, puts, mom would say the same thing to me, right? But if you grew up in a household where that's not the case, then who's to say that Nav's thing about, you know, I think I'm, generally you can. What yeah. you're saying, I think generally you can say that somebody clearly is but but that's more like embracing a culture yeah and not as much as like represent like well some like people Nav, aren't as nav's not really, don't put it out there yeah. like nav's is not like oh i'm brown and that's tries true. to do like yeah. brown references well he does say like a brown I'm, boy but but like he's not other like, than that he's not yeah. like oh i'm punjabi yeah. like yeah. all the time yeah. or like yeah. oh i'm eating all this food but sweatshop boys they put like it's, uh, you know, yeah. Baksani and Indian yeah. references in their music and stuff right. like that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy conversation. Yeah. We could go on forever. Yeah, we could go but, for hours, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to it's interesting, think yeah. about. Um, you you mentioned that you're from uh, New York only five hundred times. <laughs> um, what was it like growing up in New York? What was your childhood like? You said you were like bullied and stuff. Like, yeah, what was, yeah. what's that about? I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I don't want to make it seem like you know I woke up every day and it was like you know the guy stole my lunch money in the street. It wasn't like that either. <laughs> um, but you know, actually, what would if if I can take like a minute or two just to talk about this? Um, my first real memory, to be honest with you, is probably nine eleven. Wow. And I, I remember because I was at home, like in general in, in life. Like, like honestly, yeah, I mean, you were how what? old were you? Four uh, years old. Four years old. Four years okay, old. that makes sense. Okay. Because um, I remember it was um, I was at home watching SpongeBob, right? And it, it's, it's completely serious, right? And you know how SpongeBob sometimes cuts off in like in the middle of the episode and does like a different thing, mm-hmm. right? So I was watching SpongeBob, and all of a sudden, like. Like there's like you know breaking news you know you know so, uh, something has it has it the first tower. Oh, are you saying like you thought it was a SpongeBob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the so, fish when he's yeah. So so the news? so I'm four years old, right? I don't know anything, right? Like I don't understand what's going on. And after a while, I'm like something's up, right? And then my mom comes in, she's like crying, and I'm like, what is going on? And then a couple of hours later, my brother coming home from school, my mo- my dad's home from school, my my dad's home from work. I'm like, I don't understand this, right? I overhear my parents talking about how my uncle got beat up in Queens. And I'm like, what? In, like, like, and like, you know, kids are very smart, right? Like, you start like internalizing things very yeah. quickly, right? And like, oh, don't, you know, don't go to preschool because I went to like a Catholic preschool, like, chill out for a little bit. You know, my brother's gonna, like, what's, what is, what, what is going on, right? And growing up, I realized how formative of, of experience that's for all of us, mm-hmm. right? Because I think, I think as a country, we haven't kind of coped with 9/11 really in 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 a, in a meaningful way. Right, kind of like I think we have vestiges of that kind of lingering on, which is why this Islamophobia things keep keep continuing, right? Um, but anyway, so that was a, a little bit of a tangent. But you know, growing up, I grew up uh, on Long Island, um, like probably 15 minutes away from Queens, um, and it, it was you know by and large it was good. You know, my parents are doctors, so I was you know I, I was you know I was never lacking for anything. My parents you know didn't necessarily spoil me, but it was good. Um, but 
in terms of, you know, bullying or whatever, you know, I mean, there was, my neighborhood is white working class. And there were some really, really good people. And there were some people who, you know, weren't as good. There's a teacher who um, still teaches there, actually, at the high school. And, you know, literally every single Muslim person that's ever taken her class has said she's racist. And kids have actually dropped out. Like, she's an honors, honors teacher, right? People have dropped out of honors because of her. This um, is interesting that it's yeah. happening in New York because I feel like New York is one of Very the most diverse. Oh, no, no. Long, Long Island is... is um, oh, Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the thing. The power... Sh- and so, you know, the, going back to the question about... How long will it take to normalize us, right? I, I'm very much into politics, right? So I'm talking about normalization of the political structures. So what is that? The school boards, the superintendents, the teachers, the presidents of the United States, senators, whatever, right? That's a long-term process. So my school right now is very, very diverse now, right? This is like probably, I'd say like 25, 30% brown people, um, probably 15% black people and like Hispanic people and so on and so forth. But literally every single teacher is white. Okay. Every administrator is That's white. interesting. Right? And I'm, I'm not trying to say like why people are racist, but I'm saying if the people, there's no representation of that. Yeah. Um, and that's an issue. And that's, that needs to change. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. So, so growing up uh, in this type of area, has this shaped who you are and what you do right now as a person? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was formative in the sense of um, kind of like the way I perceive, perceive the world. Okay. Right. And in the same way you guys create content, right? That kind of like the Roman Pono stuff, right? Is, is meant to kind of create an outlet for your creative energies and represent your, the Pakistani culture, right? The way you see it, right? Because you're like, oh, that wasn't that, there wasn't really too many people doing that and you guys want to fill that space up. Whereas for me, like, I was very much like, there really aren't that many Muslim people involved in the political scene, right? And I was, from a young age, I don't know why, I just kind of like, liked hearing myself talk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of, I, I, I had a speech impediment too, which is like a kind of weird duality. But I knew kind of that I want to make sure that like, my kids, and this is my whole MO, right? I want to make sure that people after me don't have to experience the stuff that I had to do. You know what I mean? And like, why should they have to? I mean, like, if, if we, we paid our dues and we had to encourage, you know, and kind of racism and these kind of things, right? But why should our kids and people coming after us have to do the same? What are you studying in school? Economics. Economics. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're doing um, a lot of this media stuff on the side. Yeah. You had your uh, podcast, What mm-hmm. Muslims Look Like. And then you have this series called On the Rise, which is like a, a journalistic yes. um, an angle. And so how did you get into that series? The whole concept of On the Rise is, you know, catching people on the come up, right? And giving them a platform. So initially I used to write for the Huffington Post. I had like a blogger thing on there so I could do whatever I wanted on there. And it, it was cool because um, I've always liked to write. and I, I do a lot of writing. But in this way, it kind of let me do my creative stuff, right? So like, okay. connecting with creative people. And that's how I met you guys, right? Like I hit oh. you guys up after I watched the Packy Gang video. That's dope, let's talk, right? And, and we talked and eventually I did a write-up, whatever. Um, but I watch a lot of Gary Vee stuff and people like that. And they always say, like, listen, if you want to really meet really interesting people, ask to interview them because you're offering them value, mm-hmm. right? Like who's going to say no to someone saying, hey, can I interview the Huffington Post? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm no, I'm no like Anderson Cooper, right? But at the end of the day, the, the, the platform gave me legit, legitimacy, right? That's cool. And so people who I would have never been able to access otherwise, mm. like, hey, listen, like, I'll talk to you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so cool that you've met so many people yeah. along people, the way and like made those connections. And like, it's so awesome that we're sitting here right now because yeah. of, of, of that, right? Yeah. Of that. And that happened like, what, two or three months ago? Yeah. Like, and, and I'm, a, I'm a believer in like making sure that I don't just, like, not use people, but you know what I mean, like, make sure that those things are genuine relationships, right? Yeah, so yeah. that, like, it's not just me writing an article about you guys so that I get more clout because you guys post, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. more about, like, 
I only write about, write about people that I actually like. That, that actually give me a good vibe, make good stuff, right? And there's been people who hit me up and like, hey, listen, like this is what I'm doing. Can you write up? And I'm like, you know, honestly, like I wish you best of luck, but I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I, I don't, I don't message you like that. You know what I mean? Um, wish you best of luck. No, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no, I so, so I, I think you know, it's a. I think everyone needs a creative outlet, right? I think that's my creative outlet. Okay. Nice. And so there's there's this other aspect of it that um that you you talk about this crab mentality. Mm. <laughs> Yo, the crab mentality. The crab mentality. I'm excited crab for this. Mentality. What's the crab mentality? If that if that's the positive side is on the rise thing, then like what's the crab mentality? I've waited for this moment. All right, Amber, I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna speak to Amber directly for this one. All right. Yes, because you guys yeah. have mentioned this. Didn't yeah. explain it to me though. So like, have you ever seen? Um, like at Red Lobster, crabs in a barrel. Have you ever seen this before? Oh, sure. No. No, no, wait. She has to understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, have you ever seen, like, I don't know, grocery, grocery, grocry grocery grocery store? Grocery store. Yeah. Like, crabs are. They have a and tank filled and have lobsters with lobsters, and they're yeah. like, okay. for example, they're like, like, piled yeah. on top of so, each so, other. So, so, like, let's say that those are crabs as lobsters, right? So okay. Interchangeable. So, as one crab goes up, goes up, goes up, it's about to reach a surface. Right before that happens, another crab will grab the leg of, of the crab and bring it down. Okay. Right? And the crab mentality, like in all seriousness, is the idea that like people in a community will get jealous of someone in that community, you know, kind of making it big and will do whatever to sabotage that person. And like for like too long, I think our community has done that. Like, I'm talking about the, the Muslim community, but specifically the South, the South Asian community, right? Where like as people, and you guys have probably seen this as well, you know what I mean? Like as you guys got more notoriety, it's like, oh, like you have no shame. Did you not do this? Right? Or like, you suck, you know, these kind of things, right? You know, and things much worse than that. You guys, you guys, I'm sure you know about that. Um, for me, it was like, I wanted to make sure that I create platforms where we can uplift each other. Because at the end of the day, like, if you guys win, I win too. I feel like I made it. You know what I mean? Like, when Hassan Minhaj is on the White House Correspondent Center, we all feel a sense of pride. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course he does, but we do too. Right? I mean, like, when you yeah. guys get mad hits and these kind of things, and you guys get these opportunities, I feel happy. Not because I did a write-up on you, but just because, like, Hey, like you guys are around my age, like you came up with me, and that's cool. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know why people have the mentality of like, oh, if they made it, I can't make it either. You know, what I mean? it's one or the other. I think there's more than enough space for all of us. Yeah. You know. You nah. look, you look out for a lot of people, and we actually, it's funny we were just talking about this uh, before the podcast too. Um, that you know you like to put others before yourself, and like mm. you really see the value of, uh, of especially those that that are incapable of representing themselves at times. Um, you run around campus giving tampons. Mm. Please tell me about this, Mr. Okay, Padman. Okay, okay, okay. So um, you call yourself whatever. what? The menstrual man. Menstrual okay. man. Yeah. Um, so how, how it came about is this, right? Um, uh, a friend of mine who also works in student government and I, we made a deal with the campus recreation center, like the gym in our school, um, to use part of the funds that we give to student government. I'm the president of my student government at my school, Stony Brook University, if anyone knows who that is, um, in Long, on Long Island. But, so part of those funds are used to give free menstrual hygiene products, so like menstrual pads, tampons, whatever, um, in, the, in the rec center, in the gym. Um, and so I call myself the menstrual man, like as a joke, but at the same time, like, I, I see the value like, um, in kind of promoting it as that, right? Because think about it, right? Like Muslims, especially Muslim men, are seen as like these like you know backwards you know lalukates people you know lalukates means like um like people from like them like the forest or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it right um but the the important thing is like I big up the fact that I'm Muslim not because I want to big myself up but because I want to break that misconception that we don't you know like value women and also I mean there's, there's a big taboo against 
menstruation in the brown community. This is a fact, right? right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like calling myself the menstrual man is like kind of joking, but it, it, it eases people to that conversation of like, I didn't know what, cause I don't have any sisters, right? I didn't know what a period was until sixth grade. No, I, me too, actually, to be completely <laughs> honest. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm pretty sure like one day you're like, what the hell, why am I bleeding? And you know, like, it's like, what's going on? Pause. Um, <laughs> pause. Too much information. Um, no, but the whole, the whole point being is like, I want to, you know, kind of big up those conversations of being like, listen, this is a normal human bodily process. That's so dope that, that, yeah. that you're the one doing this. Um, Wait, how do people usually react? the fact that he doesn't have a sister. Wait, that's yeah, actually no, no, important. That's why that's I like, think it's really cool. Yeah. But how do, how do uh, people usually react? Um, so you think, because, so I have a serious side of me, right? Which is like me right now. Then I have like the joking side of me, right? So like depending on what... And it's of, hard to tell the difference. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I'm, I'm kind of like monotone. Because you're sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, a funny like side story for two seconds. So <laughs> I have this red blazer that I wear around, right? Oh, no. So I'm in this meeting with like the senior administration from the school. Like, you know, the, like the big baller brands, you know, like Lonzo Ball type people, right? And <laughs> I was joking with them. I'm like, I'm the menstrual man. They're like, hmm, right? Um, and then I'm like, that's why I'm wearing a red blazer. Oh, my and God. And they're like pause they're, they're, they're all like they made the face oh. of like they're, they're like what but then they start laughing that's, that's funny you know what i mean like and my whole wait, point do is, you wear the red blazer and like go around school like past no no I, it's okay it's not like i walk around with like a you know, little bag and i'm like oh, one for you one for you like, <laughs> you get a pad you get a pad i actually have a huge ba- um, batch in my office i don't know why i just have them there um so what was your, what was your question I how do people react oh um i think it's it's you know been pretty positive and I, I think you know what's really cool is so, like, how comfortable is somebody grabbing, like, a girl grabbing, like, but I think hygiene like, products it, from you? They've, they've been, well, first of all, it's not really from me. It's from the, 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 the gym has them, like, for, like, it's open, like, an open basket type thing. Okay. Um, but sometimes people come to me and ask me for it, right? And it's cool because I've seen people get more and more easy. Like, more, like, it's, the conversation okay. more and more, like, accessible, right? And they're, it's like, not as weird. Yeah. And, like, it, it's kind of strange, but, like, I almost, like, kn- like know when my friends are on their periods. Right, and it's like not like the weird no, way. No, that's strange. No, no, but, no that's not. definitely no, no, no. strange. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate no, that. No, and but the whole point is this, right? Like, why is it strange? It shouldn't be strange. You know what it's I mean? A normal like, process. Because right. it's, it's a, like no, 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 not not the not the fact that they're going through their cycle. No, no, no it, it, I can't I can't name it to you right now. Like, oh, which friend is on? Like, I can't do that, right? But like, you know, by and large, like they're comfortable coming to me, and not even my friends, okay, okay, people. Okay. And the the most you know kind of meaningful thing or the most rewarding thing is like when there's like a random girl I don't even know on campus will be like. Hey, listen, thank you so much. Like, I know you don't know me, but, you know, the other day I was running around campus and I had my period and I didn't have a pad and I was able to get a pad from there. Aww. You know what I mean? And so like, nice. at the end of the day, like, I don't use menstrual pads, of course, right? Like, mm-hmm. but the, the, the idea that, I'm, I'm being serious, um, the, the idea that someone finds value in it, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, we always talk about, you know, Islamic values, right? Like, uh-huh. people say, you know, praying five times a day, which is really important, right? But at the end of the day, if your character is, and one really cool thing that someone said in a, in a lecture today was, if pe- everyone around you is not benefiting from your Islam, you're doing it wrong. Mm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't have, you can't be a good Muslim and have a bad character. Right? Yeah. And I'm not trying to say like, I'm a great Muslim, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying the idea that like, when people think about Muslim people, what Muslims look like, they should think about what Muslims act like. And that should be in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Dope. Let's, uh, let's, let's switch gears here. Sure. And um, go into um, some questions that we had from uh, fans, and you can obviously weigh in on this. We'd love for your um, input. Input. Pause. You have some enlightening things Pause. to say. You're inspiring. What are you oh pausing now no, for? Come on. 
What is this? Uh, yeah, class like for? Lot, you you say such amazing things, <laughs> and then you have this side of you. I do. I'm I'm actually like a uh, a clown. Uh, that's my. <laughs> Just you can't tell the difference. Yeah, you can't. You're you can't. Right. You can't. It's amazing. I love it. It's awesome, man. I love um, it. Ionic bond. Yo, All right, we have we have yeah. one uh, that comes from Obeid and Bougie. Very clever name. That's a good name. <laughs> um, he said, Hi, "My name is Obeid. I'm from Ohio. Ohio, 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 Cleveland. LeBron James. LeBron James. We don't want we don't want to speculate. True. Okay. Yeah. I am so glad I discovered you guys. I love and support what you guys do. I will continue to be a loyal fan. Thank That's you. Thank you. Um, okay, I was wondering if you can answer my question in your next podcast. The question is." How do you guys and the South Asian community feel about Shah Rukh Khan? More specifically, how do you guys feel about his marriage to a Hindu woman? And how does the South Asian community feel? Whoa. That's intense. That went from like here to like... <laughs> I'm going to say, first of all, we cannot answer on the behalf of the South Asian community. Yeah, but he's a, he's a goat. These are opinions of uh, us. Only, only by us. Um, and this, these are the thoughts that we think go. Goat Bollywood actor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you think about like who is that your way of saying I don't care about any of that other stuff? He's a goat Bollywood actor. No, I'm a- answering the first part. Like, what do you think of Shah Rukh Khan? Well, he's a goat Bollywood actor. Okay. Yeah. Um, Clearly, th- obviously a legend. Yeah, yeah. I-, I think when anyone no thinks about Shah Rukh Khan, that's like the first thing they think of. Um, when it comes to him marrying a Hindu wife. Oh, by the way, like Muslims and Hindus. I guess there has been tendency to like fight against each other. Tension between them. Yeah, tension between the two. Um, but yeah, so I mean, when it comes to it, like a Muslim man can marry a non-Muslim woman. And ultimately, like even if that wasn't the case, that's his own marriage. It's his own life. I think the only thing that he's really put out into the world is like him being an actor and stuff. I've never seen anything super openly public about his marriage. And even if he did, that's like on his personal side. So I don't really have any like negative feelings or feelings at all about his wife being a non-Muslim or the fact that she's a Hindu. Hasan Minaj is, um, what's it called? Homecoming King. He kind of explained that a little bit that he married a Hindu and that like how it could be, you know, bad for his family or whatnot. But he said like... How it was a card. There's a certain amount of cards you're dealt and that was... A card that yeah he would lose so i agree with you like if that's his personal life he can do whatever he wants like he's not you no know, negative feelings no negative feelings it. yeah i mean look like, at the end of the day it's his life you know what i mean and us commenting on his life is like you know what i mean like he, if he's happy then i'm happy for him i thought what you said at the beginning he's a go bollywood actor i leave it at that yeah. <laughs> i could care less about anything else honestly about anybody in yeah. celebrity world yeah. He's not my son. He's not my brother. He's not my dad. Even right? so like, even the way that they put themselves out there, even if somebody shows me that they're praying, pod, that doesn't affect me yeah. right? at all. Because you like you know him and you like him for his acting. Like why does? And know? we we don't know what people's faces really are. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, and we see all the time, especially now, of you know people that we look up to coming mm-hmm. out with like all types scandals, of stories, yeah. scandals. That, so that's that's a that's a world that we don't know, and we have no right to. I don't judge or judge. like or base our lives on or like the the opinions of the an entire community unless you put Sa- pineapple on pizza no, stop. no I'm just joking. I'm s- side note like pineapple on pizza is delicious so i've never tried amazing. it pause Deuce. i've never tried pineapple it. Pause. pineapple chicken and jalapeno pineapple and um jalapeno i put I've, it in my I've nando's never tr- burger never tried it especially i don't i don't need a nando's Shami burger without the pineapple yeah we're gonna make a on video on the pizza Jalapeno chicken 
Yo, Ion's like freaking out right now. If you're listening to New this. York, New York isn't putting pineapples on pizzas. Yo, he's stressing out. Like really. Go, go on. You you had a point. Go on. Go on. It's okay. It's over <laughs> now. Uh, we don't um, have to tamper. I see the tears that. coming out, Ion. Yeah, I, I'm I getting emotional you. right now. I feel you. Dude, learn taste. Whoa. Pause. All I gotta say. <laughs> Wait, what, what is your feeling towards pineapple pizza? Enough said. I feel like. Okay. That was yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, we were watching this commercial. I showed you guys this commercial right before mm-hmm. we Ooh. started this. Um, and it was this Heineken ad, a beer, right? Uh, I want to discuss this and see what your guys' opinions are on this. Um, so this commercial has a uh, a beer bottle run like being slid across and a a bar lots of diversity in the commercial uh you see a lot of african african americans uh, you know biking and like um all types of different things going as the bottle is going across Mm -hmm. the the bar as it slides past them and then at the end a lighter woman um was she white she she was of lighter skin yeah of white skin Mm -hmm. okay so she the the bottle finally lands in her hands right after it has gone through all these other people mm-hmm. most of them being african-american i think all of them actually yeah I think and then the all. slogan at the end pops up says lighter is better sometimes lighter is better which is still but yeah right yeah um did you guys think anything of that immediately bro it wasn't until that thing had popped up till i was like oh wow this is messed up but then I kept rewatching it, and I was like, "How did they even like? How it did clicked this... for you right away? That's your first. That's your initial thought." Okay, if I'm being honest, I obviously found out about it after the, the Chance thing. After he, Chance the rapper had already talked about it. So Chance the rapper tweeted about it and said, "Like, yo, that Heineken commercial. Right. Was, so was then, it new so, or but, was it an old commercial? I didn't. It was new. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get it. Like, I was watching it, and it's not like oh, it was sliding past all these people, and the white one picked up. It wasn't until the sign popped up, and then I was like." oh lighter is better oh snap and then it just like at that point it hit me and i was like how did this get past Mm. their marketing team who told them this was okay did they not learn anything from like any other companies h&m pepsi like anything like were they trying to make a big uproar maybe they were trying to win white america i'm just kidding let me i'm going too far now but anyways what did you guys think I feel like companies nowadays are trying to start controversy because their name just like gets. You think the company's trying to do that? I don't know. Like it's just weird for them. I I mean, mean, their names out there. Everybody's talking about you know that whole bad press is good press. Like H and M's doing fine now. Like you know, and like but they lost so much money. Did they lose a lot of money? But their brand awareness. I I don't know. Like. Maybe a lot of people are like, no, but maybe a lot of people are like, oh, now I know what Heineken is, you know. Or like, how many white people are probably drinking more Heineken? Not white people, like, generally, but, like... Racist white people? Racist white people. Yeah, but do, do you think... Who would appeal to that? Would, like, the, it's not like... Nah. I mean, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip, right? Because, like, I watched it once, and I look at it, and, like, I don't know, like... It, you know, we always talk about diversity, right, and representation. Um, and we always focus on the people, like, in front of the screen, right, so the actors and actresses. But we're going to focus on the people who actually create the content, right? And I feel like this is a case of the writers of the advertisement were, I mean, I don't know who they were, right? But, like, if I had to take a guess, they weren't the most diverse group of people because, I mean, anyone or, you know, anyone with, like, some level of cognizance would be like, this is not okay. But this is a very well-known brand. And the fact yeah. that the creators 
thought this was okay. I, I just can't fathom that. And there's, every there's, single person like, it passed people, by, really? I'm pretty be, sure it was like, black. Was that done on purpose? And you think Do it's you feel like, like it was it an accident? I don't know. Like, how can that be an accident? The, okay, it, so for example, the H and M thing, I could see how that, that's yeah. an accident. That's a very like I could see how that could like fall through the cracks. Mm. How does something like this, something that they plan out, let's have it slide every by shot, a, every second? I'm gonna have this beer slide across all these people who I'm pretty sure almost, I think every person was black. And then it stops at the one white person. What's very interesting is this, right? And it goes, sometimes later is better. So black Americans usually don't get that much interpretation in advertisements or in acting, these kind of things, right? So you're telling me that the one time they consciously found... All. All. Like, literally all, right? That's... I mean, I don't don't see why they would do it on purpose. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, from Mm -hmm. an economics standpoint, right? It just seems stupid, but like... I the economics know. major has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> are people that right. lashed out against this commercial woke or are they fake woke? Woke. I think they have eyes. I don't know. Like they're, yeah. Like, That's actually woke? a better answer. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Oh, like, you don't want to use that word. Yeah. I, I just think that like... I don't yeah, buy it. Yeah. I don't, I, don't I don't buy it. You don't think it's r- racist? Or wait, what do you mean? Like you just think it's like, oh, casual. You think it was I like think a it's coincidence? Dumb pe- I think it's dumb people that made the commercial. You think st- just stupid people made the commercial? Yeah. But it's like, like years, bro. Like, they've been making commercials for like, what, 20, 30, 40, 50 I want to see the people that made the commercial. Mm. I got to see and how old they are. And this one commercial is like really weird. I don't know. I just, I mean, also I think too, like, there's. It was weird that, yeah. that, that it said that at the end. That's yeah. all I'll say. Right. But that, that's the whole up. point. But it could have been like, like old white dudes that are like. Like this is our star of the commercial, and then it's like, oh wait, we need we need diversity. Well, and then that's when they put in the rest of them. Well, it, okay, people take commercials very seriously. Like literally, every like second is like thought planned out. and thought out. And you out. could see that every second was thought and out. And th- the fact that like every well, this goes with the entire thing that we were talking about at the beginning about like everything is out there. Uh, everybody has an opinion, and everything is looked at on a microscope now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, like I do agree. There's bigger problems in the world yeah i think mm. but that's what i'm saying like yeah i don't who cares i think yeah. there's bigger problems in the world but i still think it's an issue that nobody thought it was a problem before they actually put it out into the world like so somebody should have caught that and also we have to, somebody should have caught that we have to be cognizant of you know and to be honest with you, i'm the one who made this remark but i have to be cognizant of the fact that i'm saying there's bigger problems in the world but i'm not black yeah true yeah. right so imagine it was all daisy people and it was like Sometimes less smell is better. For example, right? <laughs> no, argument right, sake, right? right. Yeah. I will be you know, in my bag about this, right? Like that, that means I'll be in my feelings about it. In case people don't know what that means, not from New York. But like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so for so so for me to say right now that there's yeah, bigger yeah. problems in the You're world right. is a little bit like you know in, uh, insensitive. To be honest with you, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about it right now. But like, to be honest, I would have found that hilarious. I mean, I, I think if you're those saying that people now. About, like smell it. No, but, no, but I'm just saying that if nah, I, I, I was, if I'm speaking like. If I was a black person and I saw this, I could, and me not being a black person, I already found it offensive. But it's, it's different too, right? So like being smelly, right? Like being seen as smelly is like annoying, but it's not life or death. I mean, also, it, it, that's it, something it, you can change. You can't change being light yeah, or dark. No, no, and the whole point is the whole concept of being light skin, dark skin, right? It literally like people were like, African Americans are killed for this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you know what I mean? Like being smelly is like, all right, if you call me smelly, whatever, right? Like, but it's a different story when like, you know what's uh, you know what's what's his name? Um, all these all these you know young black men getting shot in the streets, mm-hmm. these kind of things, right? Why? Because they're, they're just darker. 
Yeah. And so you're telling me the lighter is better? Yeah. Oh, we're, that's, how, that's how we're doing this right now? You know what I mean? Like, so in a way, I kind of see what they're saying that, yeah. you know, maybe because this feels this in the subconscious, right? Of, yeah. of all people. Mm-hmm. right so that lighter is better they're just like yeah. putting that into the world like that's like i don't know like almost pushing the like eurocentric so, like so I mean, ideals yeah. into the world like but in a subconscious way so i'm kind of flip-flopping right now but like you flopped hard yeah. i was gonna say that you yeah. just you just took a u-turn yeah, yeah. i mean like i paused I mean, everything you said was right with one side one side and the other yeah so but like you could see it both sides yeah also, we, we, like, I just think we have to be careful because we're not from the community. Like, I think that's we just we, yeah. be cognizant of. I mean, like for us, we see it as there's bigger fish to fry, right? Because this fish doesn't involve or it's not in our pond. Yeah, right. so, so to I, speak. I think you know like I mean? the way like Frost thinking and like me too is like that. You know, there's this issue of just like ignore and cr- try to create or like try to f- really embrace a situation that highlights you mm-hmm. very well and much better and like kind of not ignore this problem but you know it's like it's not even in your lane mm-hmm. you know i'm not laughing she's just such a kid <laughs> i'm doing the same thing you're doing right now Yo, i can't out. do that and then the I'm biggest smile so on her face <laughs> my, they have my their legs, legs are hurting. it's literally like almost two o'clock in the morning where we had ikna today the performance today i'm tired we're I'm gonna just... end up we're gonna end on a on a good and fun note or it oh, could right. be on a really competitive note it's gonna be competitive Uh-oh. um yeah. So there, there's this uh, bracket going around on uh, Twitter. It came out after like all this March Madness stuff. But um, there's one that is Disney versus Pixar, right? Mm-hmm. And Not so, Disney versus Pixar. It's Disney Pixar. Well, the the whole left side is Disney, and then the whole right well, side is Pixar, Pixar. Is Disney? I know, but I'm saying like oh, okay. Disney animation yeah. versus Pixar animation. It is competitive, I guess. Or you guys, yeah. are, you guys are fighting already. <laughs> oh, <I'm like, laughs> Chill out. I better throw hands, bro. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just gonna name the the um, the movies going down the list, and then we'll, we're not gonna go through the entire bracket, but we'll do our final fours. So on the left side, on the Disney side, it's Lion King, Tarzan, Princess and the Frog, Lilo and Stitch, Tangled, Big Hero Six, Frozen, Moana, Aladdin, Hercules, Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Mulan, Zootopia, Beauty and the Beast, and Nightmare Before Christmas. On the Pixar side, it's Up, Brave, Toy Story, Toy Story Two. Coco, Cars, Toy Story 3, The Good Dinosaur, Ratatouille, A Bug's Life, Nemo, uh, Finding Nemo, Inside Out, Monsters, Inc., Cars, The Incredibles, and WALL-E. Um, and so you had to, you know, have them compete against each other. It goes into uh, a whole bracket and your final four and then your winners. So let's just give our final four and who won. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then maybe like a brief breakdown Which of like... How about you start? Go ahead. Right. So my final four was Toy Story 3, uh, Finding Nemo, Lion King, and Aladdin. That's a good one. And who'd you have winning? It was close, but Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 won for me. Nice. So who was Toy Story 3 against? Uh, it was against yeah. Lion King. Lion King. Lion King. And Toy Story 3 won. I mean, it's like an iconic movie. Like, I don't know. Like, like the third one, though. Yeah. Okay. Third one was dope. Third one was, it was so sad, man. When he, when he I'm not sure why the second one is on here. Uh, well, that, that, I like the second one. I liked it, but it's definitely not the best one out of. It's the probably the I think least third, best. Third, I think okay. third is the best one. Out of the world. Okay, Amber. Um, out of what are all of mine? Four. Okay, yeah. Um, so I did Pocahontas, Moana. Wait, I'm sorry. I did Pocahontas. I'm sorry, Moana, and then Pocahontas. 
<laughs> Toy Story and Nemo. This is the worst bracket I've ever no. heard. Wait, Toy Story's wait, wait, wait. Who won? Wait, who won? Wait, oh, um, Moana. Pause. Um, only I, I have a good reason for it, and it, it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm a teacher. And and can I explain it, or should I? If wait you're watching right now, pause. Fast forward. Is everybody um, giving their first their final four, and then we're explaining it? What are we doing? Yeah, just go ahead and okay. tell us why. So you're the wrong. reason why. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of these movies are great, cool, whatever. The reason why I think Moana wins is because there's not a lot of movies. I'll take uh, Frozen aside, but um, Moana's the only one where there's no love interest at all. Like, there's it's only Disney princess where there's no love interest. It's all about a strong, powerful female lead. She's super. Lion persistent. King doesn't have love interest. Frozen. She's super persistent. Um, she's constantly, and, and I love Frozen, okay? But, like, the reason why I like Moana <laughs> yeah. is that she has been given this task, right? But she Hercules goes... Hercules doesn't either. Can no, you, he has a love interest. Can you, can you let me explain why I think Moana's Why are you mansplaining, badass? bro? Stop mansplaining. Yeah. Literally. Zootopia doesn't. Can you please understand? <laughs> Wait, this is my time to explain. I didn't know it was your time to resolve. Oh. There's five movies on here that don't have a love interest. No, there's... Okay, I'm speaking for female leads. All the Disney princess movies are constantly like, okay, here's a love interest. Like every single Disney princess movie except for Frozen is like that. But Moana puts other people for herself. She like has this element of persistence, this strong female role. She's really humble. Like she doesn't like take part in like the deceptive things that are happening in the village. Like she like... I don't know. I think that if as a as 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 a mother, if I had a daughter, I would think that Moana would be a really good movie for my daughter to watch versus like Snow White, which like she needs like a man to kiss her before she can even wake you, up or like think... Beauty and the Beast and like all this stuff. Like I just think that like it it works really well for right now. And I think it's good for little girls. Did, did you think it's a factor of Moana being like a like fictional, at least fictional, um, like princess of color versus like Snow White being like a white girl? Like, is that part of your? Like, I think it's or? just like I think it adds to the idea of like you know Diversity. everybody's kind of mm. you know like everybody can be anything and everything is beautiful. Mm. Man, you went really deep with it. I liked it, and now I feel bad. Good. Yeah, because you were just being a jerk about it the whole time. But on the real, like that movie, like sucks. For us. <laughs> like your your final four was like trash. Okay, your, for for what reason? I like your trash? right side. I like I like the reason for it. I love the reason for it. As far as like enjoyability. Okay, if I had to choose any other one, it would have been Nemo. It would have been Nemo. Alright. Well. Shamir? My final four. Uh this was tough. But Big Hero Six. What? Big Hero Six. Yeah. It's talking like a classic. Dude, Big Hero Well, I like, for me, I was watching with my younger brother, mm. and that just was, like, crazy. And the fact that, like, your own teacher, like, you can't really, you know, you have, like, a bunch of d different friends, and they're just have different abilities and all that. And the fact that they created this, like, robot that's, like, so lovable and so, mm. like, caring, I think that was just crazy that, like, you know, it... it they engineered themselves, you know, like a buddy, and the fact that we're going in that route was just like really cool. Like he, he didn't have he didn't have were really soft. He didn't have an older brother, 
right? Because he, spoiler alert, he died in the beginning. And pause if you didn't watch the movie. <laughs> fast forward. He but, said he said so, in the beginning. So his older brother basically <laughs> created a robot to like take his place. Mm-hmm. And like me watching that with my younger brother, oh, we were just like, like an crying. Wait, you, you guys actually have real stories. My other was I just like the movie. I know like, that's what I'm movie. saying. Like, well, I like those stories. And I feel bad reason. after you, you guys, guys didn't explain. cry on up. Yeah, I, like, did, I, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I cried during well, Monster Day. But, but, but the only good part of Up was the beginning. The rest was so true. boring. And the Toy Story three when he gives the toys away. Like, oh yeah, that was that was sad. That was sad. I think the only movie that I cried in all these is Monsters Inc. When Boo and Sully got separated and the doors closed and when he op- when she that opened it too. again he was gone. I like yeah. I was like that was sad too. <sighs> Sorry, I had to explain that because that's the only movie I've like been super teary for. All right, Frost. Let's hear right. this lame bracket. Literally, oh, yeah, this is the greatest bracket ever. It was so bad. Was Final four: Lion King. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mulan. Okay. Toy Story. Incredibles. Okay, that's strong. All right. Bracket. Championship, we got Mulan versus the Incredibles. Oof. Winner, Incredibles. Nice. Okay, why? I got to explain that. I you mean, were we you were like taking a dump on all their explanations. <laughs> like. So what's your reasoning? Well, I feel like, like I feel like The Incredibles is just like a really passionate like family movie. No, it's just like a sick superhero movie, and mm. it was enjoyable and badass. Okay. Yeah. I love Mulan. I love the message in Mulan. Mm-hmm. LK classic. Right. That's my Incredibles wins, man. Um, thank you, nobody, for sending in that question. Uh, thank you, me, for making that. Actually, you know, before before we, I can ask you guys a question. It's yeah. your question. Where do you guys see yourself, um, like personally, individually, as a group, as a collective, as a company, in the next five years? Can I answer it for us, please, please, please? Yeah, go please, ahead. Please. Amber will answer this on the behalf of. Okay, so. I think as a team, we like to say that we don't like to speak for the future because even a year ago, we didn't know like we'd all be sitting here doing this podcast together. How about you, sir? For me? Yeah. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Like for me, I'm a big believer in like not broadcasting my moves, um, especially publicly before I make them. Right. For so, like, sure. On the way here, we talked about a lot of things I'm up to right now, like behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, listen, like, you know, not to get too religious on everyone right now, but like, you know, we plan and Allah plans and Allah is the best of planners, right? And at the end of the day, like, you know, a year ago, like, not even six months ago, right? I was just some kid, like, doing nothing. You know what I mean? And six months later, I'm still like doing nothing. But, like, now I no. have, you know, somewhat more of a platform, right? And, like, six months ago, when I was bumping on Nikon's music, I would have never thought that, like, I would be sitting six months later with Nikon, right? And his manager, so Anik's manager actually followed me on Instagram first. Okay. And it's crazy, it's crazy how life works and how, like, you know, the whole concept of, like, fade and Allah's thing, whatever, right? I tried to reach out God's to... God's plan. Yeah, literally, yeah. right? I tried to reach out to Anik in November, December, right? Nothing happened. I interviewed for the On The Rise series, Rob Markman, who is this, like, like he's, like, the hip-hop equivalent to Anderson Cooper. That's what mm-hmm. they said to him, right? He let me interview him. I posted a thing about him. Anik Khan's manager, Darmic, saw it and followed me on Instagram. Mm. And that was my opportunity. And that's how I linked up with Anik. Wow, okay. So, like, these things work in ways that, like, yeah. honestly, like, I could never have planned this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, it's ultimately, you know, let's see where it goes. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I just want to make sure that, you know, once again, I make sure that at least in my micro community that kids growing up 
after I'm gone, have it a little bit better than I had it. And that's, that's pretty much my MO. That's dope, dude. Nice. Um, we wish you all the success I and happiness. Um, and, and you always have our support with you. By the way, I'm like their like, biggest fan. I watch all their stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I actually like, do watch all the podcasts. I watch all the videos. Um, I actually watched back in all. I watched all your vlogs the other day. I'm like, bro, it's 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 real. But like you guys, you guys, like I'm not just saying this to like butter you guys up. I actually do message you guys. Have no, keep stuff. going. <laughs> no, dude, no, that no, means a lot. You know, yeah, I mean, like, a lot. No, and you're Thank you're you very. So much. That's why we wanted to have you here. It's like, it's like you're you really feel like you know a friend that like we can just talk to and like have these awesome uh, conversations with all the time. But um. Tell everybody what you got going on right now, where they can follow you and stuff. Yeah, so and you we'll can, link it up in the description. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Ionic Bond. That's A Y Y N I C Bond. Yeah, very nice name, I know. Um, I am. So my podcast is What Muslims Look Like. You can find that at W M L L Podcast on, across all platforms. And yeah, I got some other things on the way. Um, got some interesting people I'm interviewing soon. Um, don't want to leak that information too soon. Look out! Look out for it. Look out! Look out! Yeah. Um, and you made it all the way here from New York. Mm-hmm. You sat down. It's two in the morning. Yeah, I'm we, tired. You made it here, and we've got one last and very important question sure. for you sure. since you've made it on the podcast. Shimmer, you want to ask that question? If you could describe yourself in any flavor, oh. what flavor would it be, I and why? About this, bro. I forgot about this question. You yeah. got to come prepared. Right. Ionic Bond, chicken over rice, halal style flavor. That's my flavor. Okay, why? There, there have been like weeks where I've that's the only thing I've ate. Okay. Like literally, like I. I How does that describe you? You, yeah. Because listen, it's a very like, chicken over rice is in every culture, right? Arroz con pollo, chicken over rice, desi style, you know, like horma, chaval, biryani, palau, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of versatile in the sense of like, it's kind of deep actually. Like I like, like hip hop. I like acting. I like law. I like politics. I like you know these kind of things, and I can kind of find my niche in all these kind of environments. So like chicken over rice, you can have many different ways. But I taste good in all forms, so. You know what I mean? Wow, I like that. Pause. Whoa. He like tied how it does, up. How I does this know, man I, do that? I don't I was, know. That was so crazy. That. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm I actually think a, he's going on a tangent. I'm, and I'm, then I'm he's a politician, like, bro. No. That's what I, I, I literally get paid <laughs> you, to just, you just lied out of your teeth. No, 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 I mean, sort of, yeah. But like, <laughs> like you made that up on the spot. Yeah, but, yeah. But you, but it's you know how like you lie enough, but then you start believing it. Yeah. That's what that was. Well, that's why I like freestyling a lot because I can literally come up on the fly and just like you know what I mean. Dude. Thank you for we're, freestyling. We're not, we're, not, we're not doing that right now. But like, <laughs> thank you for freestyling this entire interview, um, or, or conversation, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a lot of fun, dude. Honestly, um, we wish you the best, man. Was, I appreciate it, bro. And it's always it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, bro. Um, and for everybody listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week, another flavor, a little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Okay. Have some fun with this. Okay, yeah, okay. Listen to my rhythm, so hot, gotta wear mittens. Yeah, I'm spitting, don't know where to fit in. I'll be living, so be given, it's a given, so be given. Yeah, I'm driven with a vision, like Sprite, fizzing up.